Hey, Red. Hi there, Red. Welcome, Welcome to, to Red Square. Red Square. No commie talk, just common sense from, from a couple, couple of uncommon gingers. You got that right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Hey, Red. What's been What's been on your mind? <laughs> no, no, no. What is on your mind? <laughs> Actually, I know we were just joking around about that. The craziest thing happened. My wife and I walk outside. You saw a Martian. Well, it wasn't quite that crazy. Okay. All right. Almost as cool. Okay. We came walking More outside. More cool than crazy? I think. Okay. Like. Well, when I say crazy, I don't mean wild, but I mean rare and unusual. Okay. Uh, we walk out of our back door, and there's a little gap between our back door and the garage. It's not an attached garage. And there's a tree branch in our neighbor's yard. And what do I see sitting there but a red eastern barn owl? Wait, a red Yeah, eastern... there's like gray ones and okay. red ones. And this one was a red one. Okay, how big is a barn owl? You would, I bet you would never guess. I would think owl would be about as, like as big as a hawk or something. Yeah, no, this is about the size of a twenty ounce pop bottle. Twenty ounce. Pop it, bottle. I mean, seriously, like a mini football. Yeah. Not a full size football. One of those little mini Nerf footballs. Right, right. It's like that size. Okay. Wow. It's sitting in the tree right there, and I look up and I'm like, oh my god. Look, and my wife's like, oh, that's amazing. Do you think it's one of the owls that hatched from the tree behind our house like five years ago? And we both sat and hoped that it was. Because one summer, we had a magical summer. We had an owl family. The mom was a red. The dad was a gray. And they had a nest inside this like knot hole in this tree. Could you see the chicks? Um, not at first, but you would see the dad like bringing like a sparrow or a mouse or something into the nest. And then we only saw the dad at first for the longest time. And then the mom was sleeping outside too. Must have gotten a little crowded in there. Yeah. Because she was sleeping. And then as the summer goes on, we see them like all the time. We're so excited. Then you start seeing little baby owls heads popping up out of the hole. Then one day, there's one fledgling on the branch where the mom was sleeping. The next day, there were two fledglings on the branch. The next day, there were three. And then the next day, we didn't see any of the owls again. They were gone. They flew away. It was one magical nice. owl summer. Was... So that's what's been on my mind. I'm really hoping we get another magical owl summer this, this summer this in summer. the backyard. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> you sound super excited, <laughs> jerk. It is amazing. And now I'm not even going to invite you over to look at them. You'll damn, be in the backyard damn, damn, a million damn. times anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Like today, I'll come over uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. So Red reads 75% of his text, not right. 100%. I'm going for a high average. Hey, all right, all right. What What do you, What? seriously, what's been going on uh you said you had a baseball thing happening. Yeah, it didn't happen as much as I just heard about this on the radio. Oh, okay. And, it, and it, I thought it was amusing. So there was a guy a while ago. It was uh, 1983. His name was Rick Dempsey, and he was he played in the uh, major leagues for 24 years. And 
he he won a, um, a World Series MVP in 1983 for beating the Phillies. What position? Uh, he was a catcher. Rick Dempsey, catcher. I uh... okay, and, and as he went through the majors, he played on different teams, and at one point, he was in Boston Stadium, and before the game started, he would just throw baseballs into the stands for the uh, uh, fans who cheered the loudest. And just like to, souvenirs. Yeah, just to, to get, get the people fans hyped out. up. Right, right. Now they have little, not, I shouldn't say little kids, but they have like what look like high school or maybe right, early college right. age. The Scream Team comes right. out and hypes up the, throws out nonsense. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and only to the like, people the first three rows. Yeah, I know. A couple of them have decent arms and right. can get it up to row, like, maybe X. Right. But if you're in AA or behind... Forget it. Forget it. Yeah. But anyway, so he was he was throwing balls in the stands, and then he um, uh, started to rain. So they, the, they, everyone got off the field, they put the tarp on the field, and he noticed that there was a baseball sitting on top of the tarp. So he went out there, and he, like... On the tarp while it was raining, he kind of skated around on the on the tarp and got the ball and ran around showing it to the fans, <laughs> just and like was, being a goofball, right? And and getting him involved, and then then the uh, the organist played "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head," and he was singing, and he was getting the fans to sing the loudest, and the fans that sang the loudest, they got the baseball. Okay, all right. So then he goes back into the dugout. Well, after about five minutes, you hear this pounding in the grandstands and all the people in the stadium are going Dempsey, Dempsey, Dempsey and they want him back out there. So what he does is he, he, he goes He turns a, into a one man show it sounds like. Well as they as they said uh, he was he, he was a uh, World Series MVP but he was also remembered as the man who turned a rain delay into Interpretive theater. <laughs> I love it. All right. So he, I gotta wait. Yeah. wait, wait I gotta finish this. Yeah. No, I need to hear the story. Okay. So so he, he, instead of just going out and throwing baseballs in the stands, he says, "I'm gonna do my my shtick I want to do forever." And he said, "I'm gonna go pretend I'm Babe Ruth at the plate, take two swings, and then hit point to the outfield, and then hit the ball over the outfield fence." So he puts a pillow under his uniform, <laughs> goes back out in the rain, and he. Takes two swings and he exaggerates of the course, fans. Of course, yeah, yeah. And and he points to home, home over the home run fence in center field, and he takes his final fake swing and pretends to hit it, and then starts like skating and sloshing around the bases, trotting, yeah. And then he, when he comes to home, he just does a huge, big belly slam into like, home. Yeah, like a what do they call those? The slip and slide. Yeah, like the slip and slide. So and the fans were, he said. It, they said it was like he, he really did hit a home run. They were cheering so loudly. So a couple of days later, he got a bill from the Red Sox for a, tearing a hole in the tarp. So you know what he did? No. He sent a bill to the Red Sox for the entertainment. Yeah. I like it. Is this on video somewhere? That's what yeah, I was going to yeah, say sure earlier. Is. I've got to see a YouTube of this or something. Well, I have a picture of him with a stuffed shirt, but I, we can't show this uh, on the podcast yeah, yeah. yet. That's great. Well, that's great. Rick Dempsey. Yes. Uh, MVP. What year again? 83. How now, old were you? I was, in 83, I was nine. Okay. I, so you are probably I, watching baseball. I was. I remember, I'd said before, I remember specifically uh, 
World Series where my aunt came into town to visit my mom and my dad did not care about the Royals whatsoever. So like my mom and my aunt and then us kids too were stuck watching the Royals St. Louis Cardinals World Series game on this like 12 inch, not 12, probably 14 inch black and white black TV. Black and white TV. While my dad was out watching like Sanford and Son on the 25 inch color TV. Right, right. Because he just, you know, he controlled what? the TV. Right, right. And that's just how it was. All right. So we got a couple things we need just to touch on for these ginger bites here. Number one, how about those calves? Oh, man. That was rough. The calves getting bounced in the first round to New York. We had home, court, Advantage. It, it really, I thought for sure we were going to get through the first round this year. I did too. And, and and it was amazing how their big guys pushed our big guys around. Well, well without Randall, I thought, well, we've got to win that game. And we couldn't even win the game right, that Randall right. was out. They, they just simply out-rebounded us. They, they, which, which, they out-hustled us, right. and the rebounds were a result of that. I mean, isn't basic bas- basketball on defense boxing out? Well, when you're once the shot goes up, yes. Yeah, yeah. So if they, 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 they got pushed around. Yeah, they did. And, and, and you know what it really, really underscored for me was the fact that we see we couldn't get rebounds. Who would have helped with the rebounds? Oh, huh. Kevin Love. Kevin Love, who, and, and the guy was on our team, and who's now helping Miami beat the New same York. New York yeah, Knicks. I know. Well, I said that the other night. I was hanging out at my wife's. We were watching uh, the Knicks uh, Heat game yeah. actually over at my wife's brother, my brother-in-law's house. I guess is the easy way easy, to say yeah. that. <laughs> Most direct, but go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, um, we went over to his house, and I'm going for the Heat. And I'm just like, they're sort of like, I don't know, maybe it's better if the Knicks go really far. It means Cavs were a better team, you know? We just got unlucky facing such a good team in the first round. And I'm just like, they just beat our ass. Oh, yeah. Is what they did. Yes, they did. They, and, and they out-hustled us. Brunson just... He was lights out shooting. I have to not, give him that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then and, and our guy, um, Mitchell. Mitchell disappeared the last two games. Yeah. I mean, he had maybe 24 points or something. Well, which is not disappearing. But for what we needed, Yeah, and as the star of our team, facing, you know, elimination and all that. But, the, you know, and that's here's the thing. They're, they're, Thibodeau, that's the coach of the Knicks, yep. he outcoached Bickerstaff tremendously. I mean, they sh- part of the reason why, why Garland and... Uh, Mitchell? Mitchell. Couldn't score because they 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 played defense on them, so they cut out their scoring opportunities. Yeah, it, we didn't have a bench, and it was there was so much weirdness that you're right. If Kevin Love was on our team, we'd be the ones playing the Heat right now. Right, right. So that so we got bounced, and 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 we really don't have any. Uh... We're looking. I don't know. We're looking to develop Mobley. That's all I keep hearing right. anyone say. Mobley is going to have to become a star. And he's going to have to beef up. Well, clearly. And Ow. he will. I mean, he's, he's 21 years old. Yeah. Think about how skinny you were when you were 21. Yeah. Oh, it was great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What the else? other thing I was going to say about sports just here is, sadly, kind of in the same, like, I don't know. Seems like all three of Cleveland's teams got some stuff going on. Right. What got about issues. the NFL draft? Uh, two words. 
No picks. I have two more for you. What's that? Deshaun Watson. Okay. And That's I, why we have no picks. And I have two more words. Enough said. Okay. And the Guardians. And the Guardians. Just uh, to check in. Uh, another poo-poo. They, they have really cooled off. They lead the league in lack of home runs. Yep. They lead the league in lack of run production. Yep. Uh, the pitching is helping them stay afloat. With a lot of injuries. With a lot. Of, yeah, three-fifths of the pitching staff is out, out on injury. And they're losing more than they're winning. And we're only three games back still. Right. Which is the crazy which, thing. Which it's is so amazing. early. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, it's, so, and it's May. It's so early. It's time to heat up. Jose hit a home run the other day. Did he? It only makes four for the year. Right. Yeah. We had, our, our, if, if we were getting hits and playing small ball, it, w- it would work. But we're not even getting hits. We were shut out, as you said earlier, 5 nothing by the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. That's just... It stinks. And it, we have lost ugh. probably six series in a row. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. You know? That's... that's that's very concerning. You got to wonder if they're going to make a move soon for a bat. I mean, we have a lot of talent in the minors. We have a lot of talent that we could trade to get something. Yeah. But our outfield needs power. And I'll tell you what, probably the most glaring problem, besides the lack of hit, hitting, is that catcher. Zunino. Zunino. He, he's batting below 200. And he has, I think he leads the league in pass balls. Uh, and he can't throw anyone out. No. I mean, he's... They're stealing at will on this yes, guy. Yes, I mean, yeah, we, and, yeah. It, it, what it, happened? It, you miss Hedges now. You sure do. You You're sure like, do. oh, that guy couldn't hit, but boy, was he, he, he rock solid behind the plate. Yes, he was. And, and he was he a could great throw defensive some, catcher. He could throw some people out. He could. He could. Not, not like great, but better than... Better than what we know. got. Yep. Even their backup catcher isn't that good. I know. It's time for the Ginger, Ginger Report. Well, this one is, this gets back to what, why we do this. Right. You know what the story of, uh, well, let me say it this way. This week's Ginger Report is the origin story of Red Squared. And? And what? The Odyssey of the Red Squared. <laughs> It's the origin, which was an odyssey, and now it is Red Squared. So, so how how Red Squared began? Right. Like, you and I met a long, long time ago when my wife worked at the same place that you did. Right. And we were going to um, uh, uh, get involved with Parade the Circle. Yeah, you were doing the volunteer Parade the Circle thing. And so, and then you, I being got, a dutiful husband, yeah, always exactly. help your wife. I got roped in. No, I want this. I was kind of excited to build a float. I'd never yeah, done that right, before. Right, and we we built a huge float. Uh, it was. It was a really large, like, like about a ten like foot a circle, tiki style, sort of like head. Yeah, it wasn't like it was an African mask, and it was it was a, a semicircle. It was huge. The, when I met you, you lived clear out at that country place with the, you still, I don't know, it had a, you had a big lot. Oh, tradi- it, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, you had that old C10 pickup that right. I was like, I really want to buy this from you. Old but blue. I have nowhere to put it. Right. So. Because then we did those giant puppets. Right. 
But there was another float for that too. Right. All right. Sorry, we're getting. I'm really veering off course. Okay. Here. So that's how we met. That's when our. Uh, I wouldn't say friendship started there, but it it we became aware of who we were and what we were like. Yeah, yeah. We got to know each other a little bit there and started, you know, hanging out a little bit more because it was a, the project required some time. We a spent, couple of months of, of, of intense, we spent we'd, Friday nights, you know. A lot of times we would grab a six pack and spend Friday night working right. on that thing. So, you know, as we get to know each other, we become better and better friends. And uh, next thing I know, you start doing a stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy. Because like, we had a friend who owned a bar, and he he wanted to get people into his bar, and he was going to do a stand-up comedy. And I said, well, I bet I could do that. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, we all go out there and watch you do comedy, and everyone's laughing their ass off. And I'm just like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Uh, you know, like, we're talking about it. And you were like, well, let's do a writing session. And I was like, cool. We should definitely write. And we invited another friend over. Right. And, uh, correct. I should say not right. Yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To write. Right. Which we did. And, uh, and I had a good time doing it. Oh yeah. It was Enjoyed fun. It. Yeah. We were joking the whole time and <laughs> talking trash and like, then you said, well, I can't tell your jokes. And I was like, why not? And you were like, because they're too dirty. And I was like, what are you talking about? You were like, there's, I was too, the many, clean there's too many cuss words and you tell like Sex and toilet humor jokes. Potty jokes. And I was like, because they're hilarious. That's why I do that. And so I said to you, well, I can't do your material, but you could. Yeah, I guess. for the first time, you probably entertained the idea of you going up on stage. Well, I wouldn't say the first time because I saw you up there making everyone laugh. And I was like, well, I like making people laugh. I'm hilarious. I could Maybe I could do that. So then when you were like, let's write, I was like, definitely, let's do. But, uh, you know, I it is intimidating a little bit to go up and grab the mic for your first try at it. I practiced so much. Once we decided that, okay, this day, Tuesday, at the TikTok Tavern, they have an open mic night. It starts at like 8.30. They always start late. That, that, that was one of the earlier ones, by the way. Exactly. And they always start late. Yeah. But it says 8.30. Right. Um, I picked Tuesday because it was the week of Thanksgiving. And I had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, I had from Wednesday the right. rest of the week right. off. So I was like, this is the perfect time for me to go give it a try. I practiced so much. I wrote my jokes down. I typed, well, not wrote them down. Maybe I did even write them down at first. Then I typed them in my phone. Right. Then I... Which, but at that point, a lot of comics did. Yeah. I set them into my voice memo so I could time it and make sure that I wasn't going to be going too long or too short because I knew you had five minutes and I wanted to be close to that five minutes. Right. You know, I wanted to not go over but fill up the time as much as I could. The night that... It was time to walk up there because TikTok is so close to our house right. we can walk. Uh, I walk outside and I'm walking there and uh, uh, look up and I see a shooting star. No joke. Uh, or a falling star, I right, should say. Right, right. Because it was still like dusk. It wasn't even that dark, but you could see it 
Yeah. The, it, it's, and you're like, oh, wow. I was like, oh, it's magic. Here we go. And remember when we got there? Nobody was there. It was completely empty. <laughs> totally empty. Well, let me, let me back up with that. Is oftentimes, since I had done it a number of times before you and I did it together, you'd go into a place like this, and it would be empty. And if there were people, usually they were the other comics going up. Yeah. Okay, there were so. no actual audience right, members. Right, right. Which is... Kind of lame, because the other comics are so stingy with their, like, laughter. Let alone attention. Yeah, they barely pay attention, and then won't laugh at it even when it's a funny joke. You know, it's like, had to bring people with us just to have an audience, and they would laugh at everyone's jokes, not just ours. If it was funny, they would laugh. Well, this particular night, since it was my first night, the word had sort of gotten out at work. And there were like 15 people from work who were going to come and watch me. And I told the open mic guy running that, and he was like, wait, what? You got 15, 20 people coming to watch? Oh, I got to get the word out. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, oh, comics are going to be coming in here. Like, they want to try out material. We're starved for an an audience here in Cleveland. So he puts the word out. We're going to wait. We're going to delay it a little bit to let more, you know, people get here. So he tells me to go, I was like, when should I go? Should I go first? He was like, don't go first. He was like, let a couple people go, warm them up a little bit. You go like third or fourth. So I sign up for third. And what do you do? Sign up for fourth. Exactly. You immediately like (laughs) sign up for fourth to try and show me up. (laughs) But you had your home crowd. I did have the home crowd. Let me back up. And I had practiced my butt off. Let me back this up one, one time. At our friend who owned a bar at his thing, I got probably about 40 oh, yeah. teachers from... Uh, and you, know, you were there that night. I was there that night. And uh, I remember this comic coming up to me saying, wow, there's a lot of people here. And then he caught on. He goes, oh, they're there to see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Figured out what was happening. Right, right. But hey, he did good. He did well. You know, he was funny that night. Yeah. He cracked on you about your uh, running marathons. Right. It was like you did a marathon joke, and then he did a joke about people who run marathons always talking about running marathons. Right. It was pretty funny. So, you know. So you go, you you, you get up there. I get up there. I grab the mic, and I say, man, thanks a lot for coming out. I was just talking with my buddy about... A week ago, about my craziest birthday ever. And he was like, what was your craziest birthday? And I said, for sure, my 25th birthday. It was the year before I met my wife. I'd finally graduated from college. I go out to Vegas. And he was like, what'd you do, go to a brothel? I was like, actually, that's exactly what I did. I got off the plane, went straight to the Bunny Ranch. And I got there, and they were like, okay, it'll be $550 for 15 minutes with any of the girls you want. And my buddy was like, holy shit, that's way too much. And I was like, I know, time, I'd never last 15 minutes. (laughs) I offered them 275 bucks for seven and a half minutes, but they wouldn't go for it. I was like, one last chance, 100 bucks, three minutes, we both leave happy. No, no, 20 bucks for some hand stuff. All right, whatever. So that was the very first joke. That you told that I ever told on stage with the microphone in my hand, 
And I'm telling it in front of all the people that I work right, with. Right, right. But at that point, most of the people that knew about it and knew me and wanted to come knew my sense of humor. They know right. I make fun of myself as part of my comedy. So let me tell you about my first time going up. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I don't I wasn't there the first no, time. No, no. This up. was this was because this was before we met by what? Twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first time I went up, I, I uh, went took this comedy class and there were about thirteen people in the class and when you graduated, you went to this place down in Akron someplace. Okay. And like uh, the funny stop. Yeah, or some, no, it was Laugh a Factory. One. But it was in the middle of January and it was a horrible storm. <laughs> that helps for audiences. And I tell you, I when I got there, I have never been so nervous in my life. Really? I I twice walked out of the place thinking I, I can't go back in there. Seriously. I was unbelievably anxious. And so wow. so that's th- a that's a side of you that I'm I don't know you being nervous about going up on stage. Well, that again, it was 20, 20 years ago. And earlier. it was your first try. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this one guy got up and he told a joke about he wanted he was going bald and he took some monkey, I don't know, serum to to uh, grow hair. And he said, it worked out very well. I got my hair back. But the problem was I also got a big red ass. <laughs> <laughs> and every comic... In that group, included the, a red ass joke, and I was the last one to go up. I think I was number thirteen. And this was something you all decided to do. No, it, it just went spontaneous. It just, it just happened. So two things happened that really—that's <laughs> kind of cool, though. It, it was funny. It was funny, but it was funny up to a point. And then I, like, I heard when I was going up, I heard someone say, "I hope you don't have another red ass joke." Seriously, seriously, it became kind of cringy right. at some point. So. I when when my turn first of all they pronounced my name wrong and then you had to walk down this like runway it was probably about thirty feet to the stage okay take two steps walk down this runway and go to the mic right? okay so when they called my name I took the first step very well second step not so much <laughs> fell down Nuh-uh. on my hands and knees on your way up. Hopefully they thought it was part of the act. I, I crawled to the mic from there. Yes. The whole way. You saved it, bro. I did. Nice. I did. And Red. So, good so, work. And they were all watching me. And when I got to the mic, I looked around the room and I said, I just want to let you know, I don't have a red ass joke. And they all exploded in <laughs> clapping and laughter. And, the rest and that was your that red was ass it. joke. Yeah. Little did they know. Right. That was your, you still fulfilled the red ass joke, the, the, because right. that was your red right, ass joke. Right, not having one—that's brilliant. I love it. That was great. So let's go on. You 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 did your your shtick. Yeah, I, I did my three jokes. Uh, really, I thought they went great. Uh huh. Hung out, started talking with some of the other comics. There there ended up being what, probably about 12, ten. Yeah, yeah, see, ten or 12, ten or twelve right. comics who showed up, and there ended up probably being thirty five people. Who showed up in the audience? Right. Yeah. It was a. It was a good. There night was for, a good for crowd. Cause, cause well, we, because then there were a lot of comics still watching right. too, so it really made it feel like it right. filled it up. Because we have gone. Uh, I know I have. I've gone uh, and done stand up where you've had five people in the audience, and every single one of them was someone waiting to go up to tell. Well, jokes. no. Sometimes it was other people, but because yeah. a lot of times some of those comics just come, come and and uh, uh, leave. That's also true. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, so, so I got hooked as soon as I was able to stand up in front of people and make them laugh. I was like, oh, that, I'm definitely gonna do this again. And then we went on I to was, do it I, a I, number of times. Together. Oh yeah, before COVID happened, we were really getting up at least once a month. Yeah. And it slowed down sometimes throughout the year, but there were times where we would go up twice a month. Right. When Toth's was really going every other Wednesday. We, and, that, and they always had good crowds. They had an actual audience. So let's suffice to say that through uh, doing comedy and... Uh, well, that's how this all came about. Well, that's you, how our you, camaraderie developed. It is. And then you get me into comedy... And then my wife ends up buying me this podcast because I start listening to podcasts and saying, I feel like I could talk on a, you know, I'm funny. I could do this. So she buys it for me for Christmas. And I I let it sit around. For a couple years, didn't you? For over a year. Yeah. And I'm trying to convince you, like, hey, you got me into comedy. Let's get into this podcast. You were so like, eh. I had no. What are you talking about? No, you know what's funny is I don't remember the exact time when it clicked. I said, "Hey, yeah, I could do that." Well, I think part of it was when you started trying to put some stuff on YouTube, and you were like, "Wait a second, podcast, YouTube, not that different." Right, right. You know, so we finally got a friend over to help us set up this podcast in a box that my wife bought literally doing it on a microphone and our macbook and the little i don't even know what this thing is but the thing you plug the microphone into to make sure everything's working we should find a name for that (laughs) the m audio duo okay yeah anyway so and and, and then then here we go then we learn what how to edit you learn how to edit watching youtube videos right but what 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 happened was, you heard at one point that they, you should do fifty podcasts before you publish. Someone said a hundred. A hundred. Well, we do a hundred before you ever put one out. We did at least five before we said this is a keeper. Yeah. No, at least. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think five. And I think what also before we said we could. Mm, this one is maybe one right. we could put out there. And I remember the first ones we did were longer, like 45 minutes, 50 minutes, 52 minutes. And we, we realized, A, we needed to edit them. And B, they needed to be in shorter bits, like 30-minute bits. I still don't know if I agree completely with that. I think we could go as far as an hour, but I like where we're at. Right. I, I, I've we're heard people it. say they like the shorter... Because shorter, it... it I've heard people say, who we said we we sent a number out to to friends, and they've said I like the shorter ones because I can listen to them on the way to work. Yeah, you know, hit it on the commute. Well, that really, I guess, and then here we are. And, we're and, we're getting, you know, uh, more and more comfortable and figuring out how we're gonna keep doing this thing. And, and red squared, red squared, and we're doing two a month. Yeah. So we have probably at least 10 now, right? Oh, more than that. But I think we have four real solid ones we can send out. And there you go. There you go. And here we go. The origin story of Red Square. And the Odyssey. And and the Odyssey will continue. Exactly. And the Odyssey has only really begun. All right. This is the joke that I closed my very first open mic night. Uh... 
a guy who was there, uh, Yusuf Ali, a comedian who has now moved on, I think, either to Chicago or out to L.A., was like, that's a good joke. You'll be able to tell that joke for a while. So here's my closer. So my wife and I uh, were getting ready to go on a vacation a couple years ago, and we're headed down to the Outer Banks. Her family does this amazing trip to the Outer Banks every year. And as we're driving down there, we're see, or hearing, and we had seen actually previously to the trip, all kinds of shark attacks. I mean, it was that summer when people were just getting hit by sharks all over the eastern coast. It must have killed the, the, those beach communities. Well, people were still getting into the water, but my wife's family was like, no way, no one's getting in the water with this happening. You know, we're just not, we're, we're against it. We rented the house, but we don't want you in there. So we're driving down there and we hear this NPR, like teaser, I guess, coming up, listen to the number one way to avoid a shark attack. And we're glued to it. And we're thinking, oh my God, this is amazing. We're going to be the heroes of this whole trip. Everyone's going to be able to get into the water when we get down there. And we're listening and this guy gets on and he's like, well, if you're in the water and a shark swims up to you, you punch him right in the face, right in the nose. That way, the shark will most likely swim away, and that'll give you time to get back out of the water. And I just thought to myself, that sounds about like plan Z. Right. <laughs> plan A, stay the fuck out of the water. Plan B, to avoid a shark attack. Stay the fuck out of the water. Plan C. If someone drags you into the water, punch that asshole in the face, and then get the fuck back out of the water. <laughs> and that was my closer for the night. All right, and that is why you won't tell my jokes. That's right. <laughs> I think I've heard you say the F word uh, five times five in times. the last, like, 15 years. Well, because you don't golf with me. But <laughs> also true. <laughs> but, so I'm going to close with just two jokes. Today. All right. Hit, I, I just love these jokes. They're, hit they're, me they're with simple. Them. So I married a woman with triplets. Yes, you did. Oh, I, I just blew the joke. <laughs> I blew the joke. I, I, plan, uh, plan B. Okay. Stay um, the... No. No. <laughs> no. Editing. Uh, start again. Okay. I married a, a wonderful woman two beautiful generous kids which is unfortunate because she had triplets <laughs> <laughs> all right that was better <laughs> okay so and then and then the, my other joke is my wife and i do everything together we run together we golf together we watch the same tv shows shows we read the same books we cook together I said to my wife one day, I said, I just want to do something by myself. She suggested suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. All right, my friends. That, that was is another fantastic episode of Red, Red Squared. Squared.